today as part of our podcast series, which is powered by Upside Global, we have the honor to interview Josh Sun, CEO of Nextile, a material science company working on next generation flexible wearables. So, um, so George, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Great. So, you know, today what I want to talk about was your, first your background, and then we'll talk about your company, your product, and the benefits for the team to use it. And then we'll talk about your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Great. So could you so, start by great. So could you start by telling us about your background and how you started and got the idea? Because I know you, you used to work at Puma, right? Yes, for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole background has been focused on academics, on research. Uh, what that meant was I did my bachelor's in electrical engineering and computer science, as well as bioengineering at UC Berkeley. Uh, that work was incredibly theoretical. I you just study books and you, you had some hands-on work. Yeah. It was until after my bachelor's that I decided to do a PhD. And for my PhD, I, I shifted more towards um, like hands-on science uh, and that was in material science. So I did that at MIT. Um, while at MIT, I had the, the privilege to connect with uh, industries that were interested in my work, yeah. on the material science work, on the electronic work for my uh, prior history. And that got me recognized by institutions like uh, Puma. And so while at Puma, I worked with Puma and MIT in conjunction and was working on their embedded systems. So making new shoes, new foams, new designs, and especially on the wearable side, how do we integrate electronics into solids? Yeah. And it wasn't until after I was exposed to how quickly you can translate um, the scientific world into a product that I realized I had some of that capabilities on my own and wanted to do my own company. Mm -hmm. So that was in Germany. Uh, I was invited to work uh, in New York, particularly from the garment district, uh, the fashion district, and an area which is right here called the Brooklyn yeah. Navy Yard. So, so in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, uh, we specialize in advanced manufacturing. Uh, one of our headquarters is in New Lab. We have 3D printers, two sewing machines. And all that being said, this combination of uh, academics to working to an environment in New York that is really receptive to advanced manufacturing, uh, that's where we built next tiles focusing on soft goods, fabrics, and wearable sensors. That makes sense. And, and I know you, you guys are focusing on sports. I mean, that's a, that's a key market. But are you also, does that mean that you guys are also looking at other types of uh, verticals, maybe more like uh, consumer, I guess, apparel or clothing or as well? Or? Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I can describe more of our business model to help explain our uh, trajectory as a company. Yeah. So our business model is to not only provide the goods, you know, we are a B2B2C company, meaning that we build the materials, we build the sensors, and we leverage that IP for other companies. So you can imagine we can work with the Pumas, we can work with the Nikes of the world, yeah. but we've decided to work with uh, institutions like the NBA, baseball players, tennis players. But the other side of that is we are also a data providing company that with our materials, with the sensors, we also wanna leverage the software world. So half of the team uh, right now at Nextiles is software focused, which is a unique hybrid to most uh, hardware-based companies. So we not only provide the hardware services and the soft goods, but in addition, we provide the software capabilities of machine learning, uh, data allocation, uh, data encryption, and so on. That's so right. that being said, 
in terms of a business, we want to really target markets that appreciate both sides. And so far that has been in the professional sports side, obviously any kind of data. And if it helps you edge uh, your competitors, you know, that's extremely valuable. So we provide those insights, analytics to the professional sports world. But you can imagine as we gain more traction, as we gain more intelligence on the machine side, on the server side, we can take that knowledge from the best of the best. You know, what, what is the best players working out like? How are they excelling technique-wise? How are they preventing yeah. injuries? And then use that knowledge to go down market towards consumers, uh, you know, the, the, the amateur sports. And finally, taking that knowledge to then go into, into medicine. So maybe a little too early to explain now, but we are working and we do have some contracts with the Air Force. So there is some entrance into the military as well. So we're kind of yeah. dabbling with everything, uh, but our main focus and target is in professional sports. Yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, I mean, many companies like you guys, they focus on different verticals. I mean, focusing on the military vertical is very common. Um, you know, that kind of reminds me of this company, and I'm sure you know them, called Om Signal, a Montreal-based mm -hmm. company that uh, is a smart clothing company. They were trying to focus on, I'd say, the B2B consumer space, but I think they run into some issues. And I, but I think your approach is different. Because you embedded the, the 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 sensors into the fabric itself, I think you have yeah. a, a different um, a, a different approach. And so, uh, but more for I guess from the the sensor side of things, uh, you did mention you can measure. I think you said acceleration, uh, things like that. Um, could you talk a bit more about the types of biometric biosensing capabilities that you guys are maybe looking to track, or yeah. Yeah, happy to, and, and uh, appreciate you bringing up that comparison. Yeah, we do fully embedded uh, integration of sensors. Uh, so what that means is we can do two things. Uh, it's biomechanics and then biometrics. And to uh, elaborate on that jargon, so the biomechanics is we're able to sew conductive threads. These are metallized. They have the ability to transfer electricity and electrons from one end to the next. And why that's useful is because you can think of them as neurons. There, there are ways to transfer information from one part of a garment to the next part of the garment. Yeah. Uh, we call that biomechanical because that transfer is dependent on any kind of uh, mechanical distortion. So you can imagine as I'm moving around and, and my clothes are wrinkling, they're tightening, they're bending, they're stretching, uh, because that signal is traveling through these changes in the garment, we can actually track those changes and say, hey, when we received that signal, it changed. It changed by 20%, it changed by 30%, or it looked a little bit different. We can then map that back to what caused that change is because you bent the arm, you've twisted the fabric, you've uh, you know, pulled on the fabric because you, you bent backwards or you kicked a ball. So all of these information is captured directly to the fabric. And so mm -hmm. the reason why we call it biomechanical is because we can measure extremely precisely uh, body motion. So uh, joint angles of an elbow, the joint angle of, of the knee, the, the amount of force you're putting on your foot to the twisting or torquing of uh, the shoulder. And we do that by providing platforms that focus on those uh, inf informations on the body. So we give uh, compression sleeves for the elbow and the shoulder. We yeah. give out compression knee braces, uh, obviously for the knee and socks for the feet. And all this, to your point about making the comparison with other companies, uh, these are all white labelable. Uh, we are a B2B2C company. So that if you want to have it in a different color, if you want to use a different fabric, uh, if you want to do a different design, 
we can change that. We have a very strong soft bid arm in New York and New Jersey. The only thing that we keep is just the threading and make sure the threads are able to communicate uh, that signal, whether it's in a sock or, or a sleeve or even a glove. The second half, and this is, uh, you know, it's, it's patent pending. We have some IP in, in, in the roadmap, uh, they're in the queue, uh, but it's on the biometric. So biometrics are things like heart rate, uh, yeah. muscle activity, and those you can also do with the fabric. I can't disclose too much publicly as of now, yeah. but there are ways to use fabrics, conductive fabrics, as a way to measure things like skin voltage or temperature or even possibly sweat. I was going to say hydration is a big one, right? I mean, there's a lot of companies, you know, using different foam factor, a patch or an armband, trying to measure sweat loss, right? Or yes. hydration level, electrolyte level. There's a huge market for this. I mean, some companies have been trying to do this for many, many years, and they kind of fell short. But I think this time around, I can think of at least maybe three or four companies that will introduce a solution, whether it's a patch or something else, to measure hydration, electrolyte this year. So I'm glad that you guys are focusing on that too. I think it's uh, there's a definite yeah. big need for that. Um, I, you know, go, go, uh, the other comparison I would use because I I used to work for Google. I worked at uh, on Project Jakar. I was part of the, the yes. team for some time, and I thought you know when we partnered with uh, uh, Levi's on the jacket, um, uh, you know it was some, you know somewhat interesting. But I so but. What what is how do you think you guys are a bit different? You did mention the software; it's one aspect. Obviously, you're measuring a lot more types of biosensing capabilities, a lot more. And I think Project Jakar was more focused on uh, very simple use cases, like for example, uh, to um, uh, not so much on the biosensing side, but just more for like more other practical use cases. Yeah, I, one. Awesome that you worked at Google, especially Jacquard, and, and have always admired Project Jacquard and, and how they've sewn their embedded systems into like, yeah, those Levi jackets and, and the yeah. touch sensors. Um, what we do is different. And I actually, I would say it's even complementary to Jacquard. Mm -hmm. it, would be, it would be phenomenal if you could find a way to integrate it to their system. Yeah. But what we do is more, we, we do more targeted value. It, it's, it's highly surgical. You know, we're, we're not here to be a commodity. We're here to be kind of an essential partner to someone's uh, routine or exercise. So what that means is that we hone down our software to a limited amount of features. Uh, these features are um, joint angles, joint velocities, uh, body mechanics, kinematics. Um, and we do that for now in the professional market because they care. I mean, obviously, if I tell you the torque of your arm was, was 30 Newton meters, yeah. I mean, for, for a normal human, that's, that's meaningless. But if mm -hmm. I tell that to an athlete they, and they see that as a historical information, like, hey, today's 30, yesterday was 29, mm -hmm. you know, maybe tomorrow it might be 40, I need to be really, really careful. These kinds of statistics is what brings value to the product. Because in, in a way, our product and any product really for that matter, is just a vehicle for insights. Whether yeah. you're buying a, a Fitbit or another wearable, you're just kind of using it for the data. And without the data, it's, it's just a paperweight. Um, so for us, it, it does come down to the software, uh, which is why half of our team is dedicated toward the software and making sure the, the databases are pure, making, making sure they're encrypted, and making sure that when we do build APIs that transact data across users and our servers, they come in a, mean, a meaningful way. So which is, again, another reason why 
we work B2B2C, we work with other companies to leverage their platforms to show them data. So if, if another company, again, for example, like the, the NBAs of the world, they do have a system to, for reporting. I mean, they already have some like infrastructure to show. AMS platforms, you mean? Exactly. AMS systems are, are kind of our go-to. So yeah. once we build these APIs, we show them that data. And to the user, they don't need to install another app. They don't need to install another program. It's, yeah. of, it's kind of all in all in one house. And, and, and that's why seamlessness and and really a surgical directive for, for features and values for the end user, that's that's how we're a little bit different. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that you guys, 50% of your team are focusing on software. One thing that I've seen with some of those wearable companies, when they build the algorithms to deliver insights and understand, for example, what's the norm for every single athlete, because the norm is different, right? You want to understand the baseline of each athlete. When sometimes I feel like uh, the issue is that they need to sometimes to build algorithm depending on different sports. Maybe for basketball, it's it's a different types of uh, approach than whether maybe for, for soccer, right? Because the motions and the things, you know, the athletes move a bit differently, but you have to look for something uh, a bit different. So are you guys looking to maybe build the algorithms uh, for that are different depending on the sports, basketball, soccer, and things like that? Or will, be, will that be the same, basically the same algorithm across, uh, you know, most of the teams? Yeah, we're going to build algorithms. That's perfectly said. Um, the difference is we're not trying to build black box algorithms. We're not trying to, you know, cobble some ones and zeros to give you some insight that's meaningless in terms yeah. of, you know, giving you random thresholds or a undefined number of steps to do to make you healthy. What we're doing instead is we're working really closely with our business partners and exposing our algorithms to them and just saying, hey, is this biomechanically sound uh, yeah. to the scientific industry or to the scientific field? Does this make any sense? So for us, we're in the world of uh, publishing. You know, we want to create white papers. We do validation studies with universities yeah. and we show them how we, how we uh, uh, analyze our data. So overall, the one thing I want to do, and it's because I don't necessarily come from a sports background. I come from a scientific background yeah. where things are peer reviewed. So I, I definitely have an urge and our company has a kind of a thesis of sharing data and making sure these algorithms are correct. But to answer your point is we do build algorithms per sports vertical okay so even though you may be wearing a sleeve for golf or you may be wearing a sleeve for tennis uh the analysis is different for both of them um in the, in the future though if there are enough people that wear this and we see a world where, where people will um you can use machine learning to tease that out so you, you don't need to tell me you're, you're playing golf the machine will recognize that signature because from our data sets for, as a human I can actually decipher whether it was a, a golf swing or a tennis serve. That's how dramatic the, the forms are when it comes to our sensors. Obviously, yeah. the machine takes some time to, to train and we don't have enough data yet, but visually mm -hmm. I, I can tell. And if I can tell, a machine can tell. So that, that's kind of the future where we're coming for. Well, that's great. Uh, so congrats on that. And I love the fact that you guys are focusing on publishing papers and written studies because that's where a lot of the wearable companies or just startups in sports are falling short. Uh, and also in Europe, uh, the team, for example, that we work with, they're very, very sensitive to working with startups that have published uh, research papers uh, because many of some of the startups, they don't publish research papers, they don't do studies. 
And that's what many other teams want to see. So I'm glad you guys are doing mm -hmm. that. Um, I appreciate it. So uh, if you had to summarize, what are the key benefits or and also competitive advantages that you see uh, you know, with your product and you know, when you're offering the product to the team, what are the benefits, the key benefits that you guys offer and nobody else really can? If you had to summarize in, let's say, a few sentences, what would you say? Yeah, I can break that down to the, the, the two segments, the hardware and the software. And it's, it's funny, the, why we're different on the hardware is basically on basic necessities. It's, we provide machine washable platforms. Uh, <clears throat> they're, they're fittable. I mean, we, we create them in different sizes. It's all human oriented when it comes to the wearables. It's humans first. We're not trying to retrofit a pod into a watch. We're not trying to make a circuit board strappable to your chest. Everything is human oriented first. And we yeah. build that through things that we're familiar with, which is clothing. So again, machine washing to the ability to buy different sizes for it to be comfortable and fit, to have moisture wicking, all these properties you would find at an outlet store. We provide that in, in our hardware. So it's, it's, that's, that's the funny uh, thing to say when it comes to uh, improvements. It's, it's just, it's normal. <laughs> that's the whole point of yeah. having a wearable be a wearable. On the software end, again, I, I can't harp enough. It's, it's very much on strategic value add. You know, we're not here to be a gimmicky device. We're not here to congratulate you because you did 10,000 steps. We're here to tell you that there are ways to perfect form mm -hmm. and also to, to prevent injury. And to do that, we call those longitudinal studies. You know, we're not here to give you a quick endorphin uh, you know, hit of like, oh, you know, congratulations you stood up for 12 hours a day. We wanna tell you historically after 12 months or 12 weeks to 12 days, are you improving or are you not improving? And can we suggest ways to, to be better? And that's yeah. why I love working with our partners. They are the experts in their fields, physical therapists, the sports scientists, the data scientists, that we are learning from them to then teach our algorithms, our machines to uh, be complementary to them, to, to support their insights. So. Uh, I know that was more than a few sentences, but for the software, it, it's it's just being extremely precise. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for that. So, and as far, can you talk a bit more about your, your business model? I mean, I know you talk about your B2B approach. You talk about different verticals. You talk about the fact that you have a software platform. Are you guys looking to have some sort of a SaaS platform mm -hmm. that maybe the team will pay a subscription annually? uh yeah. or you know how would i work can you maybe uh, walk me through that or yeah happy to and this is where i can i can do a quick but hopefully casual pitch of our uh products so for the hardware it's a hardware product you, you buy it you have it and if you want to buy replacements you can always buy replacements but for the software because we more we are more of an engine we're, we're more of the analytical power to apps, to websites, to someone's AMS system. Yeah. Uh, we do provide a software development kit. This is a package you can download. Uh, I could kind of consider it as like a Google Maps. You know, there's you can see maps on restaurants. There's a map on Yelp, but yeah. you know they, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. They can take packages from Google Maps and insert it. So our SDK is something that you can download. It's licensable, so there is a either a monthly or yearly fee associated yeah. to having the power of the Nextos SDK. 
Mm -hmm. And what the Nexos SDK does for you is do the computations. And these computations are done on our servers. These are through APIs. So whether you want to analyze torque, create a report, uh, find historical data of an athlete, those are done through APIs, which do uh, incur some costs. So there is also a per user per month cost. So for every user using our SDK that's on the platform, let's say through the NBA or through uh, the NFL, you know, you name it, their users or through the business themselves uh, do have a SaaS uh, you know, payment plan for, for working with us. And it could be negotiable. We do have some flat structures, but overall that's kind of the two worlds we live in, uh, a normal hardware sale and a, a SaaS stream through our software platform. That makes sense. Um, last question. So what are your plans for the next 12 months? Uh, and are you also looking to maybe, for example, focus on the U.S. market first and then focus on internationally after that? Uh, what are your yeah. plans? Yeah, the, the plans, and again, I still have to break it down to hardware, software. So the plans for the hardware scaling, mm -hmm. we, in a way, perfected the method of making conductive and flexible sensors in fabric. Um, so when it comes to scaling up, we have a phenomenal um, uh, manufacturing site in New Jersey. We have another one uh, that's a little bit smaller in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, so we can pump out a few thousand a week. We can definitely service the customers we have today, but obviously we want to scale to the, the hundreds of thousands to millions. So yeah. uh, scaling our resources, finding the right partners is what we want to do on the hardware side. And yeah, that, that will take 12 months to iron out the supply chain and the logistics. But in terms of the R&D, we're very happy that our patents are, are solid, uh, our machines and equipment are great, and we have a phenomenal team that has a skill set to further optimize the hardware. For the software, it's one, getting more data and beginning to create these algorithms and, and beginning to publish. So that is to work with third-party institutions, they could be universities, they could be other agencies, and prove to people that we are valid against gold standard. Gold standard can be an existing wearable, it can be camera vision, it can be just a medical professional approving that the data is working for their, their system. So for the next 12 months on the software, I can say it's more about uh, developing those algorithms and, and validating them uh, so that when those happen and we continuously gain credibility in the market, we can then use the scaled hardware side to start delivering the, the hardware to people who now see value in the product. And now we're looking at, uh, you'll be delivering those products in the next 12 months type time frame or? Yes, so right now we're delivering them now. So okay. we have enough insights, we have enough um, value in the software that we are beginning to sell our compression sleeve in particular um, yeah. to athletes. So you, you can be playing golf, you can be playing you know baseball, basketball, as long as you're using your arms, we do a really good job of measuring the mechanics of the elbow, shoulder. And we also have another uh, sister product for the knee. So for those who are doing squats or weightlifting or anything around just kicking, yeah. uh, that's being sold now. But mm -hmm. obviously when it comes to scaling to kind of the bigger companies, those who, who work at the league level, those who work at training facilities, um, you know, we want to scale for them and, and that'll take a few months. And then we believe by 2023, I can't disclose this for now, but we do have other products in the pipeline. Uh, things yeah. like, again, socks and, uh, well, I'll just say it, I'll just stop there. But by 2023, we'll have a, a bigger portfolio of products to provide. 
That's great. Uh, well, congratulations on, on all this. So look, we, we are at the end of the podcast, but I want to thank you for, for your time today. It was very uh, insightful and, and all the best for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time as well. Thank you.